1: Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Dr. Amin Sanaya about key leadership attributes and servant leadership. Dr. Amin Sanaya, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
0: Thank you for having me, Jonathan. I really appreciate this.
1: Yeah, it's a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from Florida. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about something I really love, servant leadership. There's lots of different leadership approaches, different leadership styles, different leadership models. I'm of the opinion that servant leadership can and probably should be at the core of any sustainable, successful, long-term leader. So we're going to be exploring key leadership attributes of servant leadership and how we can go about developing those. As we get started today, I just wanted to share Amin's bio with everybody. As someone with extensive experience as an author, professor, servant leader, and professional speaker with the John Maxwell certification, Dr. Amin Sanaya has toned his coaching skills with critical attention to detail, experimenting with various techniques and learning from colleagues he admires. As a result, he has developed a passion for serving others and galvanizing others to grow their skills and adopt an altruistic mindset that puts people above profits. I love that. Thank you for the background. Anything else you would like to share with me or the audience by way of your background, a personal context or anything you'd like to highlight uh, before we dive on into the conversation?
0: Just one thing that I... Truly, I'm passionate about being a servant leader, serving people. And I, what you said at the beginning, um, the importance of servant leadership, it it should be the at the core of every leader, because uh, as leaders, uh, we all we are only as successful as the people that we serve.
1: Yeah, and I I do want to clarify as well. Like certainly, there are lots of models, there are lots of styles, in different circumstances call for different approaches to leadership and different people uh, within your organization might respond better to certain styles than others. And so I'm not advocating. I don't think you're advocating for a one size fits all approach that everyone has to be a servant leader in everything that they do all the time. You know, sometimes there, there are other approaches that are appropriate and are, are necessary. From my perspective, I think servant leadership is more about the foundational components behind how and why I lead the foundational motivations and, and ultimately that the why I think is really important. And so if if I'm in leadership to be for it to be all about me, to get ahead in my career, to make myself look good for people to talk about me, et cetera, if that's my sole goal in leadership, inevitably, I'm going to end up exploiting people around me to make myself look better. Uh, that's just kind of the way it is. And so I, I think at the core, if, if I'm going to be focused on, being a servant leader first and foremost it it just means that I'm going to notice uh, and work towards supporting my people in every way that I can and there's altruism in that certainly but there's also self-interest in that because the reality is if I recognize the best way for me to look good as a leader is to, maximize the potential of those around me. And the best way to do that is by supporting them and being with them and helping them. If I can do that, if I can be there for my people and help them be the best they can be, they're going to have more meaning and purpose in their work. They're going to be better performers. They're going to be better team members. They're going to help the organization perform better. All of that makes me look like a brilliant leader. So, I mean, really from a human case and from a business case, it makes perfect sense for us to try to adopt a more servant leadership approach Uh, and ultimately invest in our people. I think that's really what we're advocating for today. So we're going to unpack that uh, as we move on. Any, Any other comments you wanted to make before we dive on in?
0: No, I mean, I, I think the clarification that you made was uh, right on point because uh, it's it's not just uh, about serving leader. Obviously, there's other leadership styles. And depending on certain situations, um, you have to use more of an authoritarian style, uh, especially if you're, if you're having some change and, and change going on. Um, but yes, at the core, um, uh, serving leader allows you to have uh, some great values that successful leaders have, and, and uh, we will discuss that as the uh, as our time goes along today.
1: Well, why don't we start um, by diving in? I know you have something you call the Crave approach, uh, C-R-A-V-E. Let's unpack that and talk more about
0: that. Sure, absolutely. So one of the things uh, um, in having led uh, successful teams um, for a very long time uh I've uh, looked at uh, really doing my research of what makes um, a successful leader and what attributes, you know, you see in successful leaders. And um, my research led me to certain attributes, and and that's what I call my my CRAVE method, uh, which uh, stands for communication, respect, authenticity, vulnerability, and empathy. Um, if if we start off with uh, communication, um, when when I uh, refer to communication, it's um, communication has to be based on trust as a leader. Uh, that is truly the first a- a- and really important step that we take when when we take on um, the role of a leader. Uh, your people have to trust you, um, and, and and the easiest way to do that is by. Communicating effectively. Um, uh not only telling people, okay, this these are goals, but also telling them the why and the how. Um and having them uh be part of that and having them have a voice in the how, uh, so that they truly get a buy-in. So communication is so vital as a leader. Uh so I started with that, um, making sure that when yeah. when 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 we speak to our teams, um, you know, communication is at the core that we are communicating effectively.
1: Yeah, and if I can just comment on the communication piece, I think everyone listening knows how important communication is within organizations, and successful leaders are going to be great communicators. Uh, I don't think anyone has much question about that. Um, but it's interesting, you know, as as we approach our leadership approaches, and I think about different styles. Uh, I think there's something fundamentally different about someone who has a a servant leadership mindset and how they view communication, communication, not just as a strategy, not just as a, uh, a tool, a tactic, um, not, not, a not a lever to pull. Um, but it's, it's communication for the sake of doing the right thing for your people and people need to know what's going on. People want transparency. They want authenticity. They want, um, they, they don't expect perfection, but they do expect to to understand the why like you said and to understand what's going on at least to you know a, a basic level and and I've seen leaders who I think were well intentioned, but they purposely would guard information. Uh, they would purposely try to hold it back and part of it was just their strategy. they just figured in order for me to, maintain control, I need to control the information. And so they were very stingy with communication. And I don't think it was anything nefarious. I don't think they, you know, thought that they were going to try to to keep everyone in the dark or anything. But I I think many leaders just simply think that is the better way. And I, I just have to challenge that. I, I think there's so much research to, and, and you just mentioned a few key points around the benefits of having more open communication. Uh, And if we can't do it, I I think our teams are going to be less effective. People are going to be less committed and less bought into what we're trying to accomplish, especially during times of difficulty, times of change. Um, But also, I think it's just the right thing to do for people. If you you take a servant leadership mindset where you focus on the needs of your people, people need to know what's going on, especially when things are challenging. Uh, People deserve to know what's going on when things are challenging. And, and if I take that approach uh, in, in communicating with my people, I think a lot of the other challenges we have around communication can often take care of themselves. Uh, but I think we often kind of shoot ourselves in the foot as leaders because we try to too tightly control the, the, the information that we're sharing, what we're choosing to communicate versus choosing to hold back. Uh, and, it, and it ends up causing a lot of unintended consequences and problems uh, that didn't need to be there in the first place.
0: Sure. And and, um, just to add on to that uh, just a bit uh, before we move on to um, respect, Uh, communication really, truly allows you um, to create an atmosphere where you're building your team um, and, and allows you to understand people. When you're able to understand people, that's when everybody wins. So one of the things for me that's important is when I go into a situation that I'm going to lead a team, the first thing I want to do is making sure that everyone, we're able to team build through first understanding ourselves.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. If you can't understand yourself, it's going to be really hard to understand others, which is the second part. Understand yourself, then you understand others. And finally, valuing the differences of each other because we are humans we're unique unto ourselves um so and that communication is what allows that to be able to make a dynamic team
1: yeah yeah i love it all right the r respect tell us more about that
0: uh so when when i um reference respect respect for me is, is important growing growing up uh uh, for me, uh, I saw that a lot, um, and, and it, it was really modeled by uh, my parents, especially my 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 father. Um, but when we talk about respect, it's valuing that diversity. So um, respecting each other. How do we respect each other? Because we are able, when we are able to understand others, their backgrounds, their upbringings, then we value that difference. Um, each one of us has a path. We we all have a story. We started, you know, we're born somewhere and then, you know, life happens at different steps, you know, some good, some bad. Um, but all that is what we bring to the table when we go to the workplace and valuing that diversity, diversity of thought, because we're bringing all of our experiences to the table, um, That that is where respect is big. So people nowadays don't want to be put in a box, right? Yeah, so yeah. You, you don't want to be labeled, oh, those are those people from that part of the world. Or these are these people that, you know, they like, you know, sitcoms. Or these are these people that play sports. People don't want to be put in a box. Uh, we all have different... Uh, things that we value that are important to us and and our upbringings are, are, are what affect that and, and really, you know, guide us to what we like and what we don't like. And if we're able to value that diversity of thought and, and really allow it to be in, uh, an inclusive place, we all win because people say feel safe, like, okay, I can be myself now. I don't have to put on this facade um because we truly you can put on a facade for a little bit of time but you are who you are and you're not one person at work and then another person at home you are who you are
1: yeah and it's it's exhausting to put on a facade people do it all the time people wear the masks um but if if you can free people up to just be their true authentic self at work um so at least your are your workplace is a safe place where people can do that it frees up so much mental and emotional energy for them to not only be you know in a better place for them personally but it's going to help them just do better stuff like help them be a better coworker help them be more creative uh because they're not wasting time and energy trying to pretend to be something they're not or to try to you know put on a show and be you know performative behaviors uh for you know others around them because they think that's what's required Uh, So just freeing that up, I think is really, really important. And I think, you know, the, the diversity aspects that you mentioned, I think are really key. And just remember that really intelligent, smart, capable, well-meaning people can and will disagree on just about everything. Right. (laughs) And so, (laughs) so so often we demonize other people who have different perspectives than us. Um, And, and I have to admit, you know, I'm as guilty of this as anybody. Like I have i I believe certain things. I have um things I feel strongly about, and I think I'm right. You know, I wouldn't feel strongly about it if I didn't think I was right. So the question though is, if I think I'm right, okay I mean that's part of just the deal of life, but am I able to interact with other people around me in a respectful way where I can recognize that you know, I think I'm an intelligent guy, but so are they. They're an intelligent person, they're well meaning they they don't have nefarious purposes. Uh, they're doing what they think is best, usually. And if, if I can come to conversations with people from that starting point, um, it doesn't mean I have to agree with everything they say. I may f- passionately disagree with things that they say, but I'm not attributing things to them, their character, uh, but rather I'm I'm thinking about the issues, the the and and how to work towards them. And if I can stay intellectually humble enough to actually recognize a good point when someone else makes it even though it contradicts you know maybe my my framing or or what i think at this moment if i can be intellectually honest enough and humble enough to continue to learn and take in new information i can adjust my perspective over time and i think that's what diverse teams and groups bring when you have psychological safety when you have mutual accountability and trust and and built in respect because then you can have really robust conversations, talk about things, and explore ideas in ways that you never would if you're just in your echo chamber of everyone just thinking the exact same way as you or talking and, and sharing the exact same way as you. Uh, I can refine my thinking. I can refine um, you know my approach. And ultimately, I'm probably going to come up with better solutions. I'm going to come up with better things and stuff and products and services and, and, and to, to be able to address the needs in the market and to address the needs of my team. Uh, so that respect piece is just so, so important.
0: Yes. And let me just add uh, one thing to what you said. Um, and I'm glad you said certain certain things that, that you brought up. Uh, so when when you find yourself in a conversation with someone that thinks different than you or has a different opinion, um, what's it going to cost you just to listen? Yeah. It, is it going to cost you anything? Really, it's not. Um, you You have your beliefs. People, you know, just as you have very strong beliefs, other people have very strong beliefs. But if you listen to them and maybe listen to their reasoning, maybe you learn something. Who knows? So it's it's just having that uh, open mind of, you know, you can listen, but you don't have to allow everything that you listen to or believe everything uh, you listen to blindly. Um, but There's nothing wrong with listening to others' points of view. You can learn something.
1: Yeah. And to that point, you know, some people, I I do think overall, we're so polarized. We have such a hard time just having civil dialogue with each other when people disagree. And so we need to work on that as a society (laughs) within the workplace, certainly. Um, And there's this misconception that I see among some people that they think if, if I disagree with you, or you know so we're having this conversation you and i uh, i mean are having this conversation you say something i disagree with you uh, when you say it Um, sometimes people will take that and say, well, see, you're not respecting me. You're not respecting my point of view. You're, you're not open. That's, that's silly. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about respecting the person's right to have a difference of opinion, to be gracious, to be compassionate, to be, um, you know, to give the best faith interpretation to what they're saying. Like, that's what we're talking about. That's showing respect. We can have respectful dialogue back and forth I never have to agree with you. Uh, you know, (laughs) that that's not part of the deal of respect. Respect just means I have to be willing to listen, I have to be willing to honor your intentions and and uh, give you the benefit of the doubt and, and those sorts of things. But I don't have to, to believe what you say, or I don't have to buy into what you say, I can continue to hold my, my beliefs and my strong opinions, uh, after we have a conversation. But if I'm truly listening to you, with the intention to understand where you're coming from, uh, chances are I will at minimum grow to develop some appreciation for your perspective, develop some empathy for your approach and your perspective, and perhaps I'll even find new information that will help me adjust my perspective in a healthy way.
0: Yes, but without a doubt. I mean, what you said, it's very powerful and and um, maybe we need to start taking debate classes at school. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll we'll move on. So um, we're authenticity. Um, this is one that for me, uh, growing up was really important um, because uh, I I was born in another country, so I wasn't born here, uh, and I came to this country while I came at a very early age. I had to learn the new language. Um, it was a culture shock, and uh, while I'm better at it now, um, I, I do have an accent. So um, that accent is part of my authenticity uh, of who I am. Uh, So really being able to allow people to be who they are, uh, it's important. You get the most out of people when they feel comfortable, when they're able to bring their whole self to work. Without that, you're not going to get the best out of your people, out of your teams, um so it's it's okay as leaders that we allow people to be themselves we don't need to tell them no you have to be this person this persona no not really you're you're not getting the best out of someone when when you do that
1: We've already talked about this in relation to the first two elements a little bit. Um, But again, to just repeat, if, if I'm a servant leader, part of the assumption there is that I'm someone who's willing to meet people where they're at. So people on my team, I can see, I see you, I'm with you. I see you where you're at. You don't have to put on, you know, airs or have performative behaviors, be who you are. Um, now I might coach you, I might mentor you, I might try to help you develop into the person I think you can become, uh, in, in some ways that requires growth, that requires change. Everyone can improve. Everyone can grow, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be petty about things that don't matter. Um, and I think so many people, you know, view it that way. Like, I don't need to comment on your clothing. I don't need to comment on, on your hairstyle. I don't need to comment on your, you know, your makeup. I, I don't need to comment on like, a lot of things. Um, <laughs> probably most things mm-hmm. are just fine the way they are. Um, but when it comes to particular leadership skills and competencies and capabilities or a specific, specific specialized skill within the job, you know, those are the things I can help you with. Those are the things I'm going to try to develop um, with you. And people can have different styles, different approaches. I know not everyone can or should try to be just like me. If I have a whole team of me, then I have a team that's not gonna be very successful, so I really should have a team where everyone feels comfortable to just be who they are and come and show up that way at work
0: absolutely um when we when we um talk about vulnerability so let's 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 go there uh being vulnerable um uh, is not easy as a leader uh so um you'll see some um leaders that are very uh, are much um against it. Uh, um, Their their style is more authoritarian. And uh, they're like, no, I cannot be vulnerable. That's a sign of weakness. Well, it's not. (laughs) Uh, Nowadays, um, people want to be able to relate to their leaders. Um, So the leader cannot be so far ahead where people cannot relate to them. So what what can you do? Be vulnerable. Me as a leader, if I'm in a when when I'm in leadership positions, guess what? First thing I do is make fun of myself. Hmm. That puts everyone at ease. Uh, it lets them know, hey, it's it's okay. I'm 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 human. Um, or I make a mistake. The first one, I raise my yeah. hand. Hey, I made a mistake. It's it's good. It's human. We're you know uh we're we're not going to you know uh let you go because you made one mistake i mean obviously if it's something that yeah. that is illegal or moral something like that's different but making a mistake that's that's how you learn who doesn't make a mistake i make mistakes every day um it's it's how you learn from those mistakes so being vulnerable it's it's really i mean something that every leader should look at and, and be okay with it uh, so let me ask you a question, John. Um, you, you remember that movie Patch Adams? You know, famous. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's I mean, there's multiple scenes on there that are very powerful, but the scene at the end when you know he's having to go in front of the board and you know give his reasonings of why he's running this unlicensed clinic, uh, he brings up the point of indifference. That is so powerful, and 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 that that is something that as leaders. We don't want to be seen as indifferent. As a leader, you want to see, you want to be vulnerable and be seen as human where people can relate to you. What are your thoughts yeah. on that?
1: No, absolutely. Uh, and and it really goes hand in hand. I it, Modeling appropriate vulnerability is really important within your teams. Uh, you just said a little bit of honest self-deprecation, you know, acknowledging when you make a mistake. It, it frees up everyone else to, to recognize and be a little bit more comfortable in their own skin and to realize, you know, perfection is not the standard here. Um, I, you know, what I'm expected to do is learn and grow. And that re- that means that there will be times that I try things that don't work as well as I had hoped. Um, and if as a leader, what I would get upset at is someone who, you know, just can't learn and, and, and repeats the same mistake over and over again. And someone who simply uh, seems to, to just be fine kind of stuck where they're at. That's something I'm not okay with, but I'm totally fine with people trying things in a measured way, iterating, experimenting, and, and ultimately, you know, things work. Some things don't work. You learn, you grow, you try something else. And and you develop over time. That's that's what I want. That's what a good leader um should be promoting, that kind of a culture and a style. And unless you have vulnerability, appropriate vulnerability that you model as a leader, you're not gonna get it from most of your team. Some will, because some that's just the way they are and they're unapologetic about who they are. But a lot of people will, will not feel safe to do that. And and so you're gonna end up with people just being super cautious, not willing to try. Um not putting themselves out there. And that just means you're not going to get as cool stuff.
0: Yeah. You, you won't get a hundred percent of that, of those people. And, and yeah. again, then, then you're not really bringing that team to be, you know, this dynamic, um, uh, successful team when, when they're not just they they cannot be themselves and they have to be very cautious. Yeah. Uh, now we, uh, go into empathy. Um, uh, so a- empathy for me, um, uh, I have a healthcare background, so uh, that that is something that, as uh, uh, working in healthcare, um, it really should be something that be part of a prerequisite. Um, but more so is that w- with empathy. It, uh, what I when I talk about empathy, I'm talking about being assertive with empathy. And what does that mean? You know, it's like, whoa! What are you talking about? How can you be assertive (laughs) with empathy? Is as a leader that it's okay to create a culture where people can disagree without making it personal, and and that's important in a team dynamic. Um, And if you want truly one a a team that is going to be able to be themselves and say their piece, you, you have to allow that where we can have a conversation, but we don't have to make it personal. And you can allow your teams to um, disagree with you as the leader, and you're not going to take it personal. So as a leader, um, we, 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 part of that as well is we have to be able to walk in our, in our employees' shoes. We have to take that into consideration. For example, Nowadays, we have tons of people that are single parents. Being a single parent is tough, man. That is real. Um, So if you're a single parent, when you have those days that your kids don't feel well, or they are just not, you know, not willing to cooperate in the morning, that's tough for them. Usually they end up being late to work in those days. Um... You have to have that, you know, that empathy of like, okay, uh, you know, yeah, while you need to be at work on time, you know, what happened, you know, talk to me, is there, is there something going on? Um, and if you're able to work through that, man, you're going to have a really rock star employee for the most part, that is going to go above and beyond every single time when you're able to have that empathy that, oh, wow, it, you you understand the situation and and that is real nowadays. I mean, we, we, you yeah. know, let's take those, you know, let's take the time to get to know our people and be empathetic to their situations.
1: Yeah. And that's just one example of, of having empathy, showing empathy to your people. There are so many we could explore. Um, absolutely. I mean, this has just been a really great conversation. I really appreciate you walking us through the crave approach uh, to servant leadership and how we can, how that's going to be powerful for us as we're attracting and retaining wonderful members of our team. It's just going to lead to a much more compassionate uh, workplace. It's going to uh, create a much more inclusive culture of belonging within your workplace. Uh, And, and that's going to result in a whole bunch of better outcomes for you as the leader, for your team and for the organization as a whole. Uh, before we wrap things up for today, I just want to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, and then give us a final word on the topic for today.
0: Sure. Um, so uh, people can connect with me on my website as uh, DrAminSanaya.com. That's D-R, my full name, AminSanaya.com. Uh, all my information is on there. Um, there's also a, a link on there if you want to book a call. We can, we can have a discussion uh, about... Anything that's around some leadership uh that that's the best way to contact me uh now um final word i i, I wanna say as, as leaders um not only do we have to walk the talk uh but being able to do that uh one of the things that I teach a lot when I'm speaking to anyone that's a young leader or or, or someone that's struggling with um uh, in, in trying to grow their leadership skills, is having a positive mindset.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Coming from a place where you're not looking at the negative, but you're looking at the positive, um, being able to be constructive um, when when you when you go into situations and when you're working with your teams. If you don't take anything uh, from this conversation uh, other than this. Just, just be positive. Have a positive mindset that's going to allow you to really be relatable to people. You're going to be able to lead people the right way and have their best interests.
1: Yeah, I love it. I mean, this has been a really fun conversation. It's been a pleasure talking with you. I encourage the audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what I mean can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week.